In our gospel this evening, we hear a very clear theme of persistence. When I think about persistence, I try and I tried to think about when was it that I was the most persistent in my entire life? And I could probably say it was about four years old, walking through the grocery store. We turn the corner, and it's the cereal aisle. And like my mom's like, we're going to do some cornflakes and that inedible wheat stuff. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Frosted flakes, Lucky Charms, and you got to get the Cocoa Pebbles, right? And I remember sitting there thinking, like, that conversation usually sounds pretty similar everywhere you go. Mom? Yeah? Can we get some Frosted Flakes? No. Please? No. Pretty please? No. Until you get like, and you build this up, until you come to like nuclear meltdown mode, kids laying on the ground screaming, I want some shit, whatever, you know, like, like and, this, and the mom or the parent is just fed up and like, you know what, I'm going to give you whatever you want. And like buys it and they get out because they're embarrassed. And then you get to the car and there's corporal punishment, um, which is never fun. But it was worth it because you get two weeks of Frosted Flakes. Today, in the Gospel, we have a similar kind of, kind of episode. Amazing. Four-year-old in a grocery store. And we have a similar kind of episode in the, in the Gospel. There's this unjust judge who doesn't care about people. He doesn't fear God. He doesn't respect people. He's kind of a punk. Very plain. There's this woman that lives in this town. And this woman continues to say, Hey, I, I need a ruling. I need a ruling. I need a ruling. And he's basically trying to blow her off. Until sooner or later, he finally gets to the point where he's, he's kind of afraid that he's, she's going to hit him. And he says, you know what? I'm going to do it. Fine, here's your ruling. But she remains persistent until she gets her way. Now, in parables, a lot of times we have the tendency where we want to know, like, okay, who's the God character? And then who's us? And how is this supposed to work? And in this one, we see Jesus saying, even if, like, if this unjust judge is capable of, of giving a decision because someone is persistent. Like someone who doesn't care about people is going to give a ruling, give a judgment because someone is persistent. Wouldn't God do it who actually cares? Who's loving? Like who desires good for us? So Jesus' encouragement is, very simply, pray always. Like pray without becoming weary. Be persistent in your prayer. But the gospel today, there's a line in it that I think is very, very telling. The last line says, When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I've been here for about five months now, and I've had a lot of conversations with students and with parishioners about like, asking them, what's your prayer life look like? People say, you know, I'm struggling with it. Well, what's your prayer life look like? And oftentimes, one of the main excuses that I hear is, I don't have time to pray. Like, I'm busy. Like, I got my sorority, my fraternity. I got, I got these clubs. I got these, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in nursing. I get no free time. What are you talking about time to pray? Like, a lot of people say, I don't have time to pray. And the thing about time, like, I don't think, I don't think prayer... The reason why we don't pray is a matter of time, is that we have a shortage of time. 
I think the reason why we don't pray oftentimes is because it's an issue of faith. It's not so much an issue of time, it's more of an issue of faith. What do I mean? When I sit down to watch a football game, especially if I'm watching Nichols, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put aside a certain amount of time. I'm gonna invest a certain amount of time. And I know that on the back end, I'm gonna receive um, just some good relaxing, you know, something to get kind of my mind off the world. Uh, I'm probably gonna get a little bit of a heart attack because it seems like they go into overtime every week. Um, they've been winning a lot, so I'm probably gonna feel good on the back end of it, right? Like, I know what I'm investing, I'm investing my time and I know what I'm getting. If I'm going to work out, I know if I invest the time, I'm going to get the result of being healthy. If I invest the time into learning an instrument, then when on the back end, I know I'm going to receive like the skill to play an instrument. I think the problem is, is that we don't invest the time into prayer because we don't know what we're going to receive. Whether, we, whether we're, we doubt that God's going to talk or we're afraid what we might hear, we don't have a strong enough faith to invest the time into prayer. Well, a lot of people, like, a lot of people walk around and they just have a flawed vision of prayer. That might be it. Right? Like, we might not be persistent in prayer because we just have a flawed idea of what prayer is. Like a lot of people, not, no one here, of course, a lot of people, they'll have this idea that, that prayer is where I just kind of brag about my achievements to God. But if I'm not doing anything over the top, or I'm not doing anything great, I don't pray. Or prayer is the spot, that's whenever I complain about everything going on with my, with my classes, with my teachers who just don't get me, who, with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Like, but if, if everything's fine, I don't pray. Or prayer is that spot where I just like ask for favors. But if I don't need anything, I don't pray. Or like so often happens, prayer is that spot. That's the thing that happens when I've exhausted all my energies and everything else. And I've got nothing left. And it's kind of a last resort that I've then turned to God and say, God, help me. But if I haven't hit rock bottom, I don't pray. Prayer is not any of these kind of things. Prayer isn't something that we just kind of do haphazardly. Prayer is communication with God. I think what we, that, that can kind of go real quick in and out one ear, but like prayer is intimate communication with God. It's a conversation with God. Where we speak our peace, we thank, we love, we offer up our, our prayers, and we receive. It's two-way communication with God. Today's first reading, we hear about, we're reading from the book of Exodus today, this, this evening. And in the book of Exodus, one thing about the book of Exodus is that it's all about having faith and trust in God. Like if our, if our prayer, if we're afraid that we, and we don't trust that God is not going to be there, we can read the book of Exodus and we're going to learn real quick that God shows up. Like when we have faith, when we have trust in God, he shows up. He's there with us. He wants, to be, he wants to actually have an impact on our life. So if we read in the book of Exodus, like we have the Israelites that are in Egypt, they're in slavery. And Moses is sent to them and, and they're, they're wanting to get out of slavery. They're doing backbreaking work. 
And Moses tells them, have faith, trust. The plagues happen or whatever. All of a sudden, the Pharaoh's like, you know what? Get your people out of here if it means that the plagues are going to stop. Oh, they're free. And they start walking. And when they get to the Red Sea, the Egyptians change their mind. They're coming to, to get them again. They get to the Red Sea, so there's this huge body of water in front of them. They have no place to go. And Moses looks at him and says, have faith, trust. And God works. He, he opens up the Red Sea and they walk across and then like the Red Sea closes up and swallows up all of the Egyptians. And now they find themselves free and they don't have this, this, this kind of burden on their back and no one's like breathing down their neck trying to bring them back to slavery. But they find themselves in a desert. And Moses looks at him and says, have faith, trust. And they start complaining, man, we don't have food. Like at least we were doing backbreaking work, but we could eat. We don't have anything to drink. We're walking around in the desert. Have faith, trust. God gives them manna from heaven. God starts showing them springs of water like their needs are met. Have faith, trust. And then that episode gets us here to the book of Exodus where they run into Amalek. Now Amalek, it's basically like the military power of that time. They run into the army, right? Like, uh-oh, we got no chance. How are we supposed to beat these people? They are trying to attack us. They want to like kind of take us over. But we are the chosen race of God. Like, what, what are we going to do? And Moses' Moses's role is to go to be this leader. His, his role isn't like, okay, I need, to, I need to be like the William Wallace guy out in the front of the troops, getting them fired up, like blue face painting the whole nine, like telling them what they, like getting them fired up for a battle. It's not what God calls him to do. God doesn't call him because he's like this great general that can maneuver and like do all these things and flank Amalek like he needs to and, and be able to win this battle because of like good, you know, tactician kind of work and stuff. And he says, that's not what God's calling him to do. God calls him very simply. Go up on this hill, and I want you to put your hands up. That's it. Like, how many times do we think about prayer, and we're like, okay, look, if it's not all those things, if that's not the right conception of prayer, then when I go to sit down and pray, what do I do? What the heck am I supposed to do if I'm going to sit down and pray? We think we gotta like we gotta power through it or get really fired up and revved up because of some kind of like music or something like there needs to be a reason to pray or or we think that like we need to be able to kind of like read the right book or do the right kind of like devotion. When in reality, God's just saying, I want you just to come and be with me and listen to me. So Moses stands there with his hands up. And now if you've ever had to put your hands up for anything for an extended period of time, you know. Your hands, like your fingers, kind of start to feel lack of blood. You start getting tired. It starts to hurt a little bit. Your hands start to drop. So, like, it, it, there's a hurt. You kind of feel like an idiot. You kind of like, you're tired. You're bored. Like, that's got to be the kind of things that Moses was thinking, standing on his hill with his hands up. How many times do we go into prayer and there's this feeling of hurt? Like, oh, oh, no, 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 God. You want to talk about that? I'm not talking about that. That's that deep, dark corner that no one gets into. Oh, we're tired. We're, 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 
look, I'm falling asleep. Like, I feel like I'm doing nothing. We're bored. Like, Lord, where are you? Am I just supposed to stare at this wall? The thing that Moses does in this in the scripture and that teach what he teaches us is very simply, God wants to work. God wants the space to work in your life and in my life. It doesn't matter what you do. Like giving yourself to a life of prayer, giving yourself to a consistency in prayer, plugging in to a relationship with God, in that communication with God. That's the most important thing. God wants a space. God wants, very simply, He wants to be involved in your life. Prayer is not always a time issue. It's a faith issue. Do we believe that? Like when God, when, when Jesus Christ comes back, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on earth? Do we really believe that God, the God, God, creator of everything, do we believe that he cares about my life? Do we truly believe that he wants to be intimately involved in my life? Because if we do, we're going to want to converse with him. We're going to want to dive into a relationship with him. And all we have to do is give him a space. Because God shows up. We just have to have faith and trust. The same way the Israelites did. The same way when we go to confession, we have faith and we trust. The same way when we come to, come to the Eucharist, we have faith and trust that God's going to show up. So many times we approach prayer like a 14-year-old who's about to go on his first date. And the guys are laughing because they know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, there's like rules with doors. Like, I'm supposed to open the door, and there's like, I'm, I'm supposed to let her go through the door first, but how do I do? Like, I'm supposed to open the door on her side, and then the car is going to be hot, so like, I feel like she's going to sweat. Like, what do I do? Um, we're going to go to a movie. Like, what, what kind of movie do we want to go see? Does she pick? Because if she picks, I'm going to watch a chick flick and fall asleep. If I pick, then we're going to have like an explosion in blood or something. Like, or, are we going to go to dinner? Does she pick? Do I pick? Like, and quite frankly, guys will drive themselves crazy. 15-year-old boys will drive themselves crazy trying to figure out what is it that the girl wants to do when in reality, all the girl wants to do is hang out with you. She said yes to the date because she likes you. Very simply. In our relationship with God, oftentimes we overthink everything. We overplay everything. And very simply... We got a God that only wants to be intimately involved in your life. He wants you. We don't say the right thing. We don't do the right thing. So what? He wants you. He calls you. So as we continue in Mass, as we, as we receive Jesus in the body and blood, soul and divinity, in the Eucharist, right? As he comes here to meet you, give yourself back to him. Give yourself to a God that loves you. A God that desires you. A God that wants to use you in the world. 
It's only then that we come to recognize and that, that we come to live out this faith. It's only then that we know that we, can, that we can guarantee without a shadow of a doubt that when the Son of Man comes back, He will find faith. Amen.